Hey, and welcome to the Cord 3 Podcast. I am your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do life with this lady next to me. Her name is Lisa. We've been married for just over 27 years. Actually, we'll be celebrating 28 come August. And today we've got a pretty cool stuff that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about our hike up to Mount Yona. We're going to talk about going from March Madness to Masters Madness. Spencer made that up. Yep. It should be it's copyrighted. And we're going to talk a little bit about Lizzie getting her driver's license and me going off on Life 360. Oh, boy. And we're also going to talk a little bit about why do we name it the Chord of Three. So, as we jump into this, Lisa, let's yes. talk a little bit about our hike. All right. We took advantage of a beautiful day this past week while we were on spring break from school. And... We had been talking and saying that we wanted to do that, and and we do just enjoy taking day trips to get away and be in God's creation. We both enjoy the outdoors. Um, I pay for it a little bit this time of year, (laughs) the pollen, Um, but I I do, I love it. It's a a love-hate relationship. Yeah, but you did pretty good on the allergy stuff. Yeah, it was a good day. We had had some rain. Yeah. So that did we cleaned help out the air. in cleaning the air out a little bit. And the day we were, you know, hiking, it was, we started out morning and cooler. And um, yeah, I, I think with the, the, the rain cleaning things out, that did help me. But um, you had done this, I don't know how long ago, just on a personal retreat mm-hmm. day and just really enjoyed it and talked about how beautiful it was at the top and um you know it was a challenging climb but it was a good climb and you decided that that's where we would go um this past thursday so we so did yeah so when you hike yona it's about it's about a 15 1600 foot climb mm-hmm. from where the trailhead is and what was your biggest challenge on the hike? well okay i'm just being honest but i really cannot remember ever carrying anything with me when I hiked. And so no backpack? No. 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 I mean, you know, I did Stone Mountain. Get a water bottle. And a Kalola Falls and like Ruby Falls. You know, things like that. But I didn't carry a backpack with a chair and some food. And yeah. So that was different for me to get used to that. Um, and too, I... I I mean, I, I made fun of you, but I am a person that I like to know what I'm going into, mm-hmm. you know, like even when we were, uh, you know, with our, I was pregnant with our first with Tyler and we did the Lamaze class and I asked all the questions. Well, that's another podcast we did right the there. Tour. I mean, we did everything you could possibly do, which I'm sure it's different now, but everything hey, we I could bet do. They still have I the read empathy bellies. what to expect when expecting, you know, like I read every book. I talked to as many other moms as I could talk to. And, you know, even then when I was about to have the C-section, when they told me that was um, how he was going to be born, it was like, tell me everything. You know, and they're like, oh, are you sure you want to hear? I'm like, I want to know. So I, that's just my personality. And I kept asking you about this 
hike. And you're like, oh, it's fine. It'll be good. I mean, you know, you go from this elevation to that elevation. But it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You did not explain that, what did I say, like the first 100 yards. I don't know. I felt like I was in like, I don't even know what. It was just like the Rocky it was, Mountains or something. It was something. a washout. I mean, yeah, and it was just rocks and stones, and, like, you had to be so careful where you placed your foot and um, kept your balance with the backpack on your back, and you, you can't lean forward too much, but you're going straight up pretty much. What was my first time. lesson to, What was my first lesson when we <laughs> got there? What did I tell you? What, did, okay. what are the three things you had to be? I know. We have already been talking about that, that that is just kind of something we are – trying to embody in all aspects of our life to be patient, uh-huh. to be present, and uh-huh. to be deliberate. Yes. <laughs> so I was being patient with this climb. I was being very deliberate with my steps, and I was trying to be present. And, and you here, you take a picture of me. Hurry up, woman. We got to get to the top and post that <laughs> on social media. I was trying to enjoy the surroundings and catch my breath a little bit. We ain't even been in the walk and, 10 minutes. Oh you were already out of breath. You said be patient I was, I, and present. I was trying to soak up the rocky landscape around me. I was being patient. You were being patient. You and Jazzy. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You were. But I really did enjoy it, and I really did like to stop. Like, you can be so focused in that one foot in front of the other Uh foot, step by step, that you forget to just look up Mm -hmm. and and look out and look around and take it in. Yeah, the mission is not so much that you get to the top and have a picnic. The journey, but it's enjoy is the, the journey. Yes, which is what I would say about life too. You know, we do have to put our head down, and we have to. We go to work. We we have things that we need to get done every day. There are tasks mm-hmm. that need accomplishing. Children to raise and move on <laughs> to their next phase, um, but yet. I, I do. I believe God wants us to enjoy the journey and make sure we are present for moments and don't just let them pass us by. So when you got to the top, was it worth the journey? Mm, it was. It was. And people coming down would say that to us. They would. They would say, oh, not much further. You're almost there. It's awesome at the top. Yep. Awesome at the top. Mm-hmm. And you had said that, and I knew it would be. Mm-hmm. And it it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I loved, you know, achieving that and getting to the top and then just relaxing yep. and soaking it in at the top with yeah, our the picnic wind, and the the wind. Yeah. The I wind just, was blowing so hard it sounded like ocean waves. It did. I laid there on that rock. So it was in the sun and I love that. And the tops of the trees up there, you're just surrounded with trees on the top of this mountain. And the wind was pretty strong, Gus. And as it blew through the tops of those trees, I had my eyes closed, and it sounded like the ocean. Mm-hmm. It really sounded like the waves rolling. What did you think out. about? What did you think about when I uh, grabbed my 
my water filter bottle and I ran down to the uh, water source and filled up with water. What do yes. you think about that? Yes. Let me tell y'all, this guy got skills. <laughs> my man got skills. Yes. He had his water bag that has a filter so he could collect it and and we had hiked up just a little ways but these were you know fresh springs coming off the mountain yep um super cool it was good it was good it was cold it was good water it's cool to be Jazzy able to and I enjoyed it. it's cool to be able to you know source yeah. from what's there yeah rather than take a plastic bottle with yes. you you know that you got to Throw away, recycle. Right. Yeah. It's just, and that just added to the overall, you know, experience. Are you learning to leave a lighter footprint on the earth? Well, I guess I am. You are. I guess I am. Yeah. You are. Yeah. I'm rubbing off on you. Yeah. A little bit. It's called Leave No Trace. Right. And we picked up trash too. Oh, my heavens. You would see it sometimes when I didn't even recognize it oh it well i get that all goes back to my you've been made aware yes. oh yeah through justin justin's yes. ministry mm-hmm. justin sheely trail trash dirt, dirt bag, bag on instagram i it, it, go follow justin yes and it's a mission it is a mission we should all be on it and yes everybody should be on it but dad gummit it, it's like Everywhere I go now, and and I see trash, it's like I have the uh, it's like I have a good angel and a bad angel, and they're dressed like and and they've got this face like of in the cartoons. Justin. All right, well, the good angel's like Justin. Uh-huh. All right, saying and then pick there's, up that trash. Yeah, and then there's this little evil horned person uh-huh. over here on the left. Uh-huh. I don't know who that would be. Saying what? A, just leave it. Just leave it. You just, didn't do it. Uh, you yeah, didn't, you didn't do it. That's it not your responsibility. Yeah. Da, da, da. Justin's over here going. Pick, pick it, it up, up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Clean up. Yes. And, you know, he can't stand Mylar balloons. He can't stand <laughs> balloon releases because those balloons wind up landing in somebody's think that yard yeah. or they wind the up animals. in a farm it and then it animals. hurts animals and all this kind it of stuff. It ends up in our water. And we're not trying to be tree huggers here, okay, people? We ain't tree huggers. No. Uh-uh. But we are. But we love God's creation. Absolutely. And we are to be good stewards of it. Yes. And, I mean, the other day. When we go to um, the post office in oh, Monroe. Yeah. I saw you. And we're going to pick up. I spent more time picking up trash around the po- post office. Than going in and getting your Than mail. actually going in and uh-huh. getting my mail. Because the whole front, it was like it's right there next to the sidewalk. And they just, People just threw it out of cars. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, there yeah. was everything from cups yeah. to wrappers yeah. to Gloves and we talked about masks this, that sometimes like people pick your dang trash sometimes up. It's inadvertent. I know. Okay, sometimes like a glove falls out of your pocket, or you open a car door and something. Especially when you have kids, things fall out. But exp- but even then, when we see it, we should stop and pick it up. Exactly. Don't yeah. just ignore it. Yeah. I mean, it, look, ain't nobody. There's nobody that is too good. You know, to not pick up trash. Pick it up. You see it, pick it up. Don't think somebody else is going to get it. You be responsible and you get it. And that's and that's the message that, you know, Justin communicates. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. it's like since he's put it out there and he always does a tra- – he does like a PT 
plus trash post on his story and you know and i and i see his story and i'm going okay trash remember trash and so everywhere mm-hmm. i go if i see trash i pick it up i will go out of my way if i see it i'll go out of my way and go pick it up that's good that's a good thing so but yes there was a ton of trash that i picked up a lot of there were pepsi cans well i said actually there wasn't that much there was I mean, a bunch it was a a little bag a grocery bag of trash but I felt like it wasn't terrible for the amount of, you know, space we hiked. Well, you're we right. I, and I don't want it to sound we like. We saw campsites that were cleaned yeah, up. I don't want it to sound like, yeah, that Yona is some know, trashy place. It wasn't. But no. the fact is, is that there is trash that exists around us on the on the ground. And we either can ignore it. Mm-hmm. And sure. not do anything about it, or we can pick it up. Be a part of the solution, yes. So, But our day was great. It was. We had a nice picnic at the top. I think our next mission you needs to be blood. You made a pot of coffee. I did make a pot of coffee with my jet boil. That was a little weird. Oh, no. Hey, whatever floats listen, your boat. Listen, your jet boil <laughs> and those little Starbucks instant coffee packs <laughs> And a hot cup of coffee I'm glad you right were after happy, lunch I'm on the top of happy. a mountain, and you're 3,200 feet up in yeah. the air, mm-hmm. up in, and, and you're overlooking the valley and the terrain. There's that is the best coffee shop on the planet, bar none. I just wanted to lay in the sun. And, yeah, we both had it was different awesome. ways to relax. Mm-hmm. It was awesome it was to be able to have my jet bowl up there and. Make me a pot of coffee. All right. We'll tackle another one. Blood soon. Mountain. Okay. We need to do Blood Mountain. I'm going to research it. Blood Mountain 6,000. Agree to it. It's the, it's the highest point. Can I not work up to that? Well, girl, you did 3,000. Okay. Okay. All right. You did three. Okay. And, and Yona is pretty much straight up. Yes. It was pretty steep. I mean, it was a quick climb. I mean, I had to hold on in places and... Round Especially trip, to maneuver around the rocks. Round trip over four miles. And, you know. It's a great it, day trip, though. It is a good day if you've trip. If not been, go do it. Yeah. But I think Blood Mountain needs to be on for us. I know yeah. I'm leaving Friday uh, to go with Justin. Yeah. And a mute, and, and his friend Corey. Uh, I think we're going, we're going somewhere in Alabama. Then we're going to do the Penhody Trail or something like that. I don't know. I'm just trusting Justin um, with uh, with that and looking forward to being in the backcountry for a couple of days. Going to do about a probably a 16 to 20 mile hike total trip yep. time, um, and then be back Saturday night to have Easter mm-hmm. lunch here on Sunday. But all um, right. So, yeah, I think we've got some future experiences and missions ahead of us. Okay, so I finished up my March Madness, and you made up Master's Madness. It is Master's Madness. (laughs) There's nothing mad about it. Honey, we watch. You turn it on, and we can, like, take a nap. We can cook a meal and come back to it, like, two hours later, and nothing's really changed. They're still hitting that white golf ball. <laughs> it's Masters Madness. Did you see Rory okay, and Colin? It gets exciting. 
when there's like two holes left. No, the the tournament oh. is decided in the last nine holes. Okay. And the okay, truth okay, is, okay, and the truth is, Scotty Scheffler, that dude, Superman, he's built. He's he made was, of steel. I was impressed with just his calmness, the and whole poise, way. and yeah. never seemed to be ruffled. Just it was like he had his head down. Except on and the 18th. the end in sight. Well, he did say there in the interview, you know. He was a little nervous. the nerves and emotion. Emotion. Emotion then comes into play. Like, you know you've won. And that's a big deal. Yeah. But I'm, I was impressed with him. Well, yes. Well, him having a, uh, at being at 12 under par going into Shoot. the 18th and um, allowing him... <laughs> I mean, I think he four putted eighteen. <laughs> yeah. He was on in two. Three. Yeah. He hit it over. Uh, he hit it up on the top ridge on his uh, approach shot. Putted it. Yeah. Missed. That's right. Putted it. Missed. Missed. Putted it. Missed. Yeah. That's right. He four putted. It was four. Uh huh. Yeah. And got a six, so he but double he, bogeyed it. But he won the Masters. And that put Back. him to. 10 under par. Quite a bit from the next person, yeah. But if he would have been at, he had just gotten to 12 under. Right. He had stayed like 10. He was like around 9 or 10 under par Uh pretty much the whole day. And then had he been at 10 under par and Rory shooting at 8 under par, getting him to 7 under par, had that dude shot a 10 under par going into the 18th and he did that same mistake – he would have, it, it, him have putting that last, him putting, him putting that last putt would have been really, really a knee buckler, um, because he could have missed it easily, and then it would have uh, been a triple bogey, and then Rory and Scotty would have gone into a and we've seen that playoff. before, yeah, we've seen those. But I'm saying that's where the madness happens. Oh, okay. it happens in the last nine okay. holes, and then. I mean, Rory and Colin. That was cool. Holding out from yes, the sand trap. From sand the same markers. sand trap. And they were in the same one. I believe it was the same sand trap. I, I didn't know that. Okay. That was very that cool. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable I moment. Rory. I was and happy. Rory, Rory played well to keep moving up steadily. And, mm-hmm. What Rory did this weekend, especially today, Shooting a sixty-four, eight under par. That's his best. Yes, that right there punches. is a that was a cornerstone um, in his foundation as a golfer, and I guarantee you he's going to come back and he's going to build on that. And he's going to win the Masters next year. Yeah, I hope he does one day. Mm. I bet he does. All right, but so it is mad. It is maddening. Well, it's over now, and it's awesome. It's over now. Speaking I of guess maddening, we'll go to baseball now. Yeah. I know. I'm still a little disillusioned with the Braves, but yeah. Whatever. But speaking of maddening. Yes. Our 17 year old got her driver's license. <laughs> yes, she did. She passed. And it was, you know, they said she was going to be the last one because the weather was coming in. She actually had to take her test when it was raining, which is nerve wracking. So I felt bad for her, but she did it. Yeah, she did. Um, I'm not sure. Sh-
So you actually ended up, we both went to the DDS, but you actually had to ride in the car with her. Which yes. Was, that's not what either one of our boys did um, or that we had heard other people talk about, but she had to put a camera in there with her yep. and I, I, they could talk, but you got in trouble for <laughs> yeah. talking to her during the test. Yeah, the passenger, <laughs> the passenger was not allowed to speak That's to the right. driver. <laughs> nope. But I was doing hand motions underneath. You did hand, underneath. right, sign language, right? Yeah. Turn, 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 turn. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, she did good. I think, I think. She did okay because uh, after the parallel parking and then having to back that Camaro up into that parking space. And we didn't practice that. We no, we never did. We practiced a lot of the backing the truck into places because yep. that's the easiest way to park the big truck, our big truck. Yes. But we hadn't really practiced backing the Camaro. No. Yeah. And that Camaro's got a big back it end. It does have a big, and it kind of sits high. And when, yeah. Yeah. Well, she she made it. Um, but then, then she got on the road the test. the test came for you. Yeah, the test came for me, though. Yeah. When she came. Uh-huh home and said hey i wanted to go somewhere. i want to go i want to go see my friend oh which friend is this yeah where does this friend live how and far so, is it away so oh i had to boy. mull over it i was like oh i'm not ready for this you i'm made her so wait not ready for and this wait and wait and then i was like you wouldn't give her an answer right and then i was like life 360 yes i can check her speed i can check i can track her as she's going there are crash notifications on Life 360, oh all goodness. of those things. And uh, I was like, okay, we're going to download Life 360. So sure enough, I downloaded Life 360. Which we never did with oh, no, no, either no, no. of our boys. No, we didn't do that with the boys. No. no. Well, first of I all, said, they wouldn't have wanted that. I said, I'm pretty sure you didn't even really give them a talk when they came home and wanted to like drive somewhere for the first time. Poor Lizzie. It, them it's leaving, isn't it? them leaving, you know, it was it was tough. Uh, it, it was hard, okay. Yeah. But Lizzie leaving, that was really hard. I, I mean, yeah, I wish I had videoed you, like with your eyeballs glued to your phone. And but the live three hundred and sixty is really cool. Oh, Spencer was given play by play. She's at the red light. Yep. She's made it. Okay, she turned left. Now she's proceeding. She's coming to the four way. Right. Oh, okay. I hope. Wait till it's your turn. And he's like talking her through it, even though she has no connection to what he's watching on his screen. It's like he's still speaking to her in her ear. Well, I had eyes on her. My goodness. I had eyes on her. Yeah, but I told you, we can't do that. That's just. Well, I'm not doing it now, but I will say it is nice. First day you were. It is nice that when she arrives at a particular location like if she goes to, to practice or if yes. she goes that i know that she's arrived that's true because i always what i got in trouble for when i began to drive on my own was not calling i didn't let them know where i was which hold on let's just think about that back then that meant you get to your friend's house and you have to say hey where's your phone can i use, can your, I use phone your phone so i can call my parents right and we didn't have no cell phones. No, and it wasn't a push a button. It was punch. Right. You know, nine numbers yep. in the phone, and right. We so had, it was we very could use different. pagers if we had the pagers. 
I didn't have that until we, we were in college. That. Yeah. Yeah. When I started driving in high school, it was had to ask to use the phone, and I would forget, mm-hmm. and then I'd get in trouble because yep. I didn't tell them where I was. Yeah. Or that I got there. My parents trusted me. So, oh boy, I know you were a goody goody. Except for the time that I got busted doing eighty in a forty-five, eighty-five in a no, eighty in a forty-five. Okay. And I got my license taken away for three months. Back to Lizzie. Are you feeling a little better? Yes. Now that it's been a few days, I feel a little better. I'm a little bit more calm. She's driven in rain. She's driven at night. She's driven different roads. It's still nerve wracking. It's still nerve wracking. Well. Because I know I, that there are a lot of stupid people out there. And my three lessons are keep it between the lines, don't be stupid, and watch out for stupid. Yes. And watching out for stupid is the one thing that is the big one. The biggie. Yeah, but I still feel that way with the boys. I still worry about them driving. and. Oh, yeah, I do, I mean, too. I do. I think about that. They go on trips and, yeah. you know. But, but you just have to trust. We have to trust the Lord. True. True. They're in his hands. It's getting easier in terms of Elizabeth yeah. driving. So she's doing well. But the Life three sixty <laughs> been goodness. A good peace of mind. Now y'all can both stalk each other. Well she's the stalker. I know. She's the stalker. And when Why she are y'all wants doing something, at that restaurant. Oh, she knows exactly where we are. <laughs> Why are y'all at Epsbridge? She likes the Life three sixty <laughs> better than the iPhone. Why? Ab- ability to track. Why? She already used Find My iPhone. Find My I know. But Life360 gives you precise locations. Oh. Okay. Whereas mm, Find My Phone okay. is a little bit more of a... It was a general... General yeah. area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. No. Precise. Okay. She knows. All right. She tracks. She stalks. Okay. That's Lizzie. Well, we're going to talk about on the podcast today. You said... Something about our name. Yeah, the court of three. And why do we, why do we name this the court of three? Mm-hmm. And we have a particular verse that we get this name from. It's in Ecclesiastes, which Ecclesiastes was written by the wisest person that ever lived. Solomon. Um, that being King Solomon. And he wrote uh, this particular passage in Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And this is mine and Lisa's life verse. And so I'm going to have Lisa just read it. And she's a great reader, and I love listening to her read. I know a lot of other people like to listen to her read. So she's going to read Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And we're going to talk about why this verse is important to us. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. What translation was that? ESV. Oh, I like that. I like the ESV. Yeah. Typically what I use. So it unpacks a single person, 
-hmm. not single as in terms of your marriage, but single as in just one, mm -hmm. just one person. Mm -hmm. um, I've often heard it said that two is one and one is none. Like if, if you're going backpacking or mm -hmm. on a camping trip, two is one, one is none. In other words, if you have, it's not better, a good idea. You're, you're better with two matches rather than one match. Because if one goes out and that's all you got, yes. you're done. But if you've got two matches, oh. at least you've got a chance. You've okay. got another opportunity uh -huh. to start a fire. Okay. Um, if you have, uh, there, I mean, and that can imply in a lot of different areas when it comes to the whole backpack and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's a general rule. Two is one, one is none. And I like how in that passage of scripture that it identifies that is that, you know, one man can be um, overcome. Uh, two um, can defend themselves. But then it gets to the court of three and how a court of three is not easily broken. I also, like, I also like how, you know, you know, one can't keep warm alone. You know, there's a lot of, it, it can be very cold mm -hmm. when you are alone. But Lonely. two, but two that lie down together, there's warmth. Mm -hmm. There's two, there's warmth in the relationship. There's warmth in the togetherness. Mm -hmm. um, so then there's the three. The cord of three is not easily broken. So why is this verse important to us? Well, it goes back to when we were dating and how just early on in our dating relationship, we said that each of us individually, the most important thing to us was our relationship with Jesus Christ. And a person can't replace that. A, a, an earthly relationship can't replace that and be put above that. That has to stay first and foremost. And, in talking about that, you know, that that's what we were committed to is our relationship with Christ and in being committed to him, then we could explore and grow in our relationship. Yep. And then as we talked about marriage, then that was our heart's desire was to have a strong marriage. Um, Do you remember how we came, how we identified that verse? Was that something um, that you had found? Do you remember? I, I was trying I to remember. I, was trying I to know. Remember, but I, I really remember. don't remember. I think it was, I really think it was more mutual. We both just kind of maybe came across it and talked about it and kept coming back to that verse and, and reading it and saying it and talking about the implications and breaking it down, like you were saying. Um, and, and then when you proposed to me, I mean, we knew that's that was the verse we wanted as our life verse for our lives together, for our marriage. You yeah, even you, you had it inscribed in my ring. I did. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. It's kind of worn now and faded, but it was it was etched. I forgot you about had it that. etched on the inside of my band. Uh huh. ECC four and nine then, through twelve. And then you had it on our wedding invitation. I did. So it really has been, you know, for yes. us, just our, just our, what we call our life verse. 
and it is something that's important to us. It's been a bedrock yes, uh, piece of scripture on our, on our life, on our marriage, mm-hmm. and has been something that has been a source of um, strength for us to stand on. It's like an anchor to come yeah, back to. Yeah, it's been an yes. anchor. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been an anchor for us to come back mm-hmm. to. Um, one that has w- been there good times and bad times. And as I think about that three strands, mm-hmm. as I was thinking about that today, the the three strands, obviously you're a strand, I'm a strand, and God is the common thread that weaves us together. Yeah. Um, but as I was thinking about those three strands, or just any three strands for that matter, when they're tightened, it creates a tensity. Okay, it creates a tensity like muscle fibers that will mm-hmm. constrict when mm-hmm. they're uh, when when they're pulling something or you're pushing something, something a heavy weight, or if you're pulling a heavy weight, your your muscle fibers will tense up. They'll they'll pull, um, and so it creates a tensity like those muscle fibers. And when those three strands work together, um, they can accomplish the task at hand. So if I'm working out Uh and we're doing a deadlift, which is to me probably one of the more difficult strength exercises that that I do. Um, And one, it revolves technique and this sort of thing, but I'm, I'm doing two things at one time. One, I am pushing my feet basically through the earth is the goal. So I'm pushing off of my feet. But at the same time as I push, I'm also pulling. And as I pull, I think just about every muscle in my body tenses up. It, there's a tensity. There's a strength that exists um, there in order for me to pull the amount of weight that I pull. And I say all that to say that when life pulls and pushes on us, we have these three strands that work together, me, you, and God. Those three strands work together. And just like unused muscles will atrophy over time so too will you and our will our marriage uh atrophy over time if we don't work out our marriage if we don't spend time you know exercising our faith exercising our you know the the things that we uh, experience and the time that we spend together the conversations that we have and look, it ain't always pretty with our conversations. There are times that Lisa hurts my feelings and she hurt and, and I hurt her feelings and we have what we refer to as intense fellowship <laughs> is what we call it. Um, so here, here's a, a question. 
in regards to that, as you think about the working out aspect, as you think about the tensity that is created when life pushes and pulls and and those three strands of me, you, and God work together to accomplish the task at hand, obviously there's gro- there's got to be growth in the marriage. There's got to be growth in the relationship. How do we work out our marriage? How do we work it out? I think that maybe first you just have to have a realization that it does require work. It A, a strong, healthy, good marriage doesn't just happen <laughs> because that's what fairy tales tell you or because it's what you thought should be. It's because what you want or wished for or prayed for or dreamed of, it it requires effort on our part. And being intentional and purposeful um, in our marriage. What what happens when I hurt your feelings? Well, you shouldn't do that, but no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Okay. It happens. Cause, but, but that's just, right. that's just it. I shouldn't. Is that we realize. But sometimes I don't realize I do. That we married imperfect people. <laughs> and they you married really did. imperfect people. Yeah, you really no, did. No, it's, it's, it's that looking glass of, okay, well, that person's not what I thought or what I want them to fully be or they don't do the things the way I think you should do things. But it's they can say the same thing about me. Yeah. And so recognizing that a marriage is two imperfect people coming together, which is why it is necessary to have a perfect God yeah. in the marriage. Yeah, there's only one perfect strand in there. Yes, and, him. and that's him. And it is necessary yep. to have him in your marriage. And if you think, if you think that your spouse completes you, you're living in no, Hollywood. That's not, yeah, that's a lie. That's Jerry Maguire talking to you. Right. The Holy Spirit <laughs> is the one at work, working to complete us one day. Yeah. But, no, yeah. we're not complete this side of heaven. Yeah, people, people, that's hogwash. they screw it up thinking yeah, that hogwash. their wife or their sp- no. or their husband no. is designed to complete them or to, um, you know, fulfill their lifelong dreams and blah, 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 you know. Now, do I, I do believe God intends for us to be fulfilled in our marriage. And that's yeah, something definitely. different. No, yes. yeah, there needs to be fulfillment There is in the a sense of fulfillment in the marriage. But my role in the marriage is... Is not to do it, not to right, my, be I have, my fulfillment. I have two roles in this marriage. One, to die for you. Yes. Actually, I've got a lot of different roles. One, to die for you. That's first and foremost. That's scripture. I'm supposed to lay my life down for my wife. Feast. There's nowhere in scripture that says my wife is supposed to lay down her life for me. But I would. She would. I know she would, but... It's not in the scripture. Right. He calls the husband I'm to do that. I'm supposed to. Secondly, yes. I'm supposed to be the provider. I'm supposed to provide for my my family. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do that together. Right. It doesn't mean it doesn't right. mean it that's doesn't not a mean man thing. He's 
better and she's lesser right. and she can't make more money than him right. or have a, a a more prestigious job. That's Look, if not you what made more money about. than me, yeah. I'd be all about that. I know, That'd that's be not awesome. what we're talking about. Yeah. Be fantastic. Go for it. You know. Um, okay, so die for me. But yeah, provide. die. I'm supposed to provide and lead my family. Yes. Um, and father my father my children. Um, and then the uh, I just drew a blank. Whew. Train gone. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, I'm a, I'm the spiritual leader in the in the household, and yes. that's what I'm called to do. And as we think about this cord of three, my cord needs to be strengthened through time in the Word, time in prayer, um, time building relationships with people building my relationship with my family and specifically you as my spouse and working out our marriage and knowing that it is not my, Oh, here's here. Here was the other. My job is to beautify you. That's my job is to not from a, not just from, not from a physical standpoint, Uh Uh although you're beautiful. You paid for me to get my hair done, my nails did. Yeah, but you're really simple. <laughs> I am. Yeah. So what do you mean, beautify? Is on the internal part. It's oh, the it's the yeah. it's it's to care for your heart. Yes. Yes. It's to care for your heart. Hmm. And it, now how how do I do that? Well, I'm I'm still learning. Mm-hmm still learning how to care for your heart um i know that i i know that i probably have times where or not just times i know that there are times when i don't do a good job of that i don't do a good job of caring for your heart because of the way that i speak sometimes it can come out um either in frustration or it can be somewhere where I may be picking on you about something and you're not in a mood to receive it and you're not in a picking on kind of mood or whatever and it hurts your feelings and then you be- then you begin to internalize it and then it begins to well up like a like a uh, the internal pressure of a volcano and then I say one more thing or do one more thing and the next thing I know it's I knew you were going to say that. So you ask me, right, when my feelings get hurt. So here's what I think. Here's what I think we've learned is that when that does occur, no matter who hurts the feelings or maybe there's just some tension in the relationship, and you talked about tension can be, you know, a good thing, Mm -hmm. but we can't just let it go. And so what we've learned is we have to talk about it. We we can't ignore it. We don't suppress it. We don't even go to other friends and talk about what happened with other people. I don't you know, it's I take it to the Lord mm-hmm. if my feelings are hurt or I feel like I've done something and and created some tension. I ta- take it to the Lord. 
seek his wisdom from his word and and go to the person and deal with it. Yeah. Things just you know, you you can't let them go because I don't think anybody would say, Yeah, we just like all of a sudden things were great in the marriage and one morning we both woke up and said, Let's get a divorce. Mm-hmm. It 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 just it happens by those by little things that don't get the attention that that they need, those tensions that are allowed um, to create I- even more friction mm-hmm. and separation. Yeah, it's kind of like I mean, if I'm, for example, if if I'm, let's just go back to the working out example. Mm-hmm. So if I am working out and my body is under constant tension from the weight that I am lifting, and I never am able to put it down or I'm never able to rest, eventually my body is going to break. There's going to be a break. And in the marriage, when that's the unhealthy side of tension, Uh is when the when there is an unhealthy tension because of a lack of communication mm-hmm. and there's frustration or one spouse is living in one direction, the other spouse is living in the other direction mm-hmm. and they're basically like two ships passing in the night. They're cohabitating basically at home, even though they may uh, have officially but been not really married, sharing life. but they're not yeah. really doing life together. Yeah. That creates and I believe an enormous amount of tension that the marriage relationship is not designed to carry mm. and something's got to give mm. because God is the, the marriage is something that God, marriage is God's idea. It ain't man's idea. No, Mar- he ordained it. Marriage is God's idea. In he, one of the first chapters of the Bible. He, Set this relationship yes. in motion, yes, for between, a, the, man between a, a man and a woman for the purpose of uh, procreation. Yes, union, uh-huh. union. Uh, so have sex and to Woo! be a to be yes. a picture. Go for of it, Christ. But do it inside the marriage relationship. And, his bride. and yeah, oh, you went all spiritual on me. Well, it just, is to be was, a picture, and it is. That's what our marriages are to be. It is, and that's and that's the beauty of the physical relationship, and the spiritual relationship is it does go back mm-hmm. to a picture of Christ and His church. Yeah. In that relationship, and so the marriage and family is to reflect the the glory of God. It's it's to reflect the the relationship between mm-hmm. Christ and His church, mm-hmm. and what a what a beautiful part, what a beautiful picture to be a part of, to be invited into. So, yes, when it comes to uh, working out your marriage, um, it takes time. I think it t- also takes forgiveness. Yes, a lot, lot of forgiveness. Quick to forgive. Yeah, and 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 not true forgiveness. Grudges. That's what I was going to say. True forgiveness is that you do not throw it back up in people's right. face, and and that's a natural 
temptation of self um, to remind that they've done this before. But uh, this morning in my scripture, I was reading when Peter asked Jesus, okay, Lord, am I supposed to, you know, forgive my neighbor like seven times? Is that like a good number? Mm-hmm. You know, Peter was probably thinking, it, 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 to me, in Peter's mind, he was probably thinking, it's probably like five, but I'll say seven. That'll be like really good. I'll ask Jesus, but seven's good, right? And Jesus looked at Peter probably with this very puzzled expression and, and just simply said to Peter, no, Peter, I say it's 70 times seven. You know, and and that has the the connotation of that. We don't sit there and keep track. We don't keep a little book of wrongs that we just offer forgiveness, unconditional. I also think another way to work out your marriage, and that's a great point. And it wasn't that Jesus was saying do it four hundred and ninety times and then no, stop. It was. It's not about counting. It's not about the number. It's no. about. It, it's about the uh, amount of time it's an attitude of forgiveness yes the persistence in forgiving yeah it's the persistence that's good another way i think you can work out your marriage is spend some time together um doing some getting some marriage coaching yes having some people in your life that can coach you up in some areas i know we've had into it yes i know we've had some people that have yes been those uh marriage mm-hmm. coaches in our lives sharpeners and sharpeners yep mm-hmm. and they probably don't even realize they were maybe not you know but there was a there was mm-hmm. uh, a good many people in yes. our lives that have been those people yes. and for those people we are incredibly grateful because they set a great example for us right. um you know our 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 parents uh, have the legacy, the legacy yeah. that our parents have mm-hmm. demonstrated with their long term commitment mm-hmm. to to marriage. I mean, my parents have been married fifty plus years. Your parents have been married fifty plus years. So between the two of mm-hmm. those couples, there's over a hundred years of marriage mm-hmm. that we have to glean from from yes. them. Now, our parents are not perfect, um, and we're not, and we're not perfect, but the commitment that our families, our moms and dads Mm -hmm. have made to one another um, has been really a sight to behold. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they've just, Mm -hmm. they've stuck it out. They've gritted it out. They've gone through hard times and they're still together, you know, whereas a lot of, families today that have gone through what your parents have gone through what my parents have gone through they would have given up a long time ago mm-hmm. but our parents come from a different generation of people um they and, and they have a lot to offer uh to 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 young families so so i think finding some marriage coaching is is a good thing so good that you point. can work on that so and speaking of marriage coaching. Yes, speaking of that, you do a little bit of that. I do, mm-hmm. I do. And it's been a... What do you use? I use an, um, I use a resource called Prepare and Rich. And it is, uh, it is a way to assess you as an individual. 
mm-hmm. and it assesses you as a couple. Um, it it can be used in premarital counseling to help couples identify strength areas and growth areas. It also is a, a tool to help me as the facilitator walk them through uh, some conversation that they need to have where they may not have realized they need to have it. Mm-hmm. And we talk everything from uh, our family of origins to um, our personalities to um, what we're concerned about, what stressors are in our life, how do we handle conflict in the marriage, how do we handle conflict now, how do we handle conflict then, and then, you know, even just the other things, how do we handle finances, how do we handle, you know, what are we looking at from kids, do we want kids, do we not want kids, if we do want kids, how many kids do we want, and it's interesting to see where, uh, some couples fall in an area where they're vitalized and they're really going to, uh, they, they, they've really got a good foundation uh, ahead of them. But then you've got some that are just seeing their relationship through these rose cl- colored lenses. Mm. And they think that and, and there's just an unrealistic um, uh, or idealistic, actually, more of an idealistic expectation that they have for you know the 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 relationship. So that's in premarital counseling. That's all in premarital counseling, but then it is also what I use is also good for those couples that are uh-huh. married and they are wanting somebody like a marriage coach. Well, I yeah. can do that for you. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is uh I I have grown to enjoy doing. I know that some pastors and I know that what I would do is I would send the, I would, if anybody came to me wanting them to wanting me to marry them and officiate their marriage, always expected and um, you know about six weeks, six sessions of counseling before I will do any type of marriage or officiating a marriage. And what I would do is I would um, uh, outsource that to somebody else that I knew that would do premarital counseling. And a lot of pastors do just a lot because of pastors of time. just because of time. But now uh, I do have some time and I do have the training in which I can do this type of ministry. And it's not a licensed professional counselor, behavioral therapist or anything like that. No, this is this is specifically in the area of marriage and family and helping couples prepare for marriage and helping couples in marriage identify strength and growth areas and then helping them to develop um, and strengthen their relationship so that they can finish well. That's the goal. We want to make sure they can finish well. We want to make sure that there can be healing in the marriage if there's in, if there's areas where there's brokenness and wounds. Um, so it's, it creates a lot of good conversation and I've, I've done this with several couples already. I've got a couple of, uh, young couples lined up, um, already for, for this fall or for their, get for their marriages this fall. And, uh, so if that's something that 
is important to you, uh, you know, we can do things like online. We do it on or in person or both. We kind of run a hybrid deal, but it's uh, it's a pretty cool ministry that that I get to do and doing the uh, and what I guess I, what I'm calling is this quarter three coaching, mm-hmm. you know, because right. we want we, we want your marriage to be strong. We want it to have some tenacity to it. Yes. And uh, the understanding that what you bring to the table with your spouse and what you bring to the, what your, what your spouse brings to the table and interweaving your relationship with God, who is the perfect cord, that perfect thread in your life. Um, we want to help that relationship, um, be bound and together so that when life does pull, life does push, and that um, that tension happens, the tensity in your marriage is strong and can withstand the pull and the push, and and it can not only survive but it'll thrive. Mm, that's good. So, if that's something you're interested in, hit us I up. I was sitting here thinking, and we'll wrap this up. But just how our hike up the mountain and thinking how marriage is like that. Not that it's one mountain to get up, but it's a journey. And more like a, a maybe a mountain range with many different peaks and mountain tops that God wants us to experience in our marriage with our spouse but it requires work and it requires two people putting in the work climbing working it out to get to those peaks yep that's exactly right all with our focus yep on him that cord of three that's good that's good so if that's something that you are interested in knowing more about if you would like to contact me uh, and begin that process in the prepare and enrich assessment process you can connect with us on by email at the cord of three at gmail.com that would be the cord of and the number three at gmail.com or reach out to me on instagram um at our Court of Three Instagram. Also, if we could pray for you and your marriage. Yes. Uh, and give any encouragement, we would love to do that as well. Yes. You can email us there or just shoot us a message on our Instagram page. So thanks so much for listening in. We love you. You guys have a phenomenal week. Until later. Peace out.